Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You want me to do what? Seriously? What's the point? I mean, really, what's the point? They're dead. They're dried up. Very dry. They're bones, for crying out loud. You want me to preach to bones. Bones that have no ears, no hearts, no minds. Bones. You want me to preach to bones. Lord, Ezekiel must have thought, you've asked me to do a whole lot of weird and unusual things in my prophetic career, but this, this takes the cake. But prophets aren't to question. They are to do as they are commanded. So Ezekiel preaches to a congregation of bones. But at least bones don't hurt you or strike back at you. They may not listen. Bones just lie there. But for Peter and the other apostles, their congregation was dangerous. The Jews in Jerusalem just 50-some days ago had turned their frustration and anger against Jesus, yelling out to Pilate, crucify him, crucify him. Jesus had been an enigma. The healings and miracles were cool and all, but he ran with the wrong crowd. And when he had the audacity to turn his preaching against them, good Jews, children of Abraham, he had to go. Some of them had hoped that he was the promised Messiah, but he sure didn't act like one. He spoke against them as much as against the Romans. With messiahs like that, who needs enemies? So now to this crowd, Peter and the others will preach their first sermon. Tough crowd. They probably envied Ezekiel. Those dry bones were more likely to listen than these folks. If they didn't listen to Jesus, why would they listen to them? And maybe they would turn their frustration and anger against them now. After all, that's what Jesus had said, that they will put you out of the synagogues. And that the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. Maybe that hour had come. But it is not for apostles to question, but to do as God commands. And Jesus had commanded them to make disciples of all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So here in the very place where Jesus was just crucified, they would preach this same Jesus into the ears of those who didn't want him around and wanted nothing to do with him. God is gracious, preaching to these people who surely 
didn't deserve it. And Peter uses the prophet Joel as his text to explain what was now happening, that remarkably God was pouring out his spirit on all flesh. You see, years ago, Moses had wished for this very thing. While Moses was in the wilderness, God had taken some of the spirit that was on Moses and had given it to 70 of the elders of Israel for them to help him. Israel, another unlikely congregation, for all the people of Israel did in the wilderness, pretty much from day one, was grumble, complain, rebel, and wish they were back in Egypt. But when Joshua raised some concerns, Moses said, oh, that God would pour out his spirit on all the people. And now it was happening. God was taking not just part of the Spirit that had been given to Jesus, but the fullness of the Spirit, and now pouring it out on all flesh. Not just those born as Jews, but this was a promise for all the nations. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia. Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord be saved. And so the Old Testament festival of Pentecost was being fulfilled. Pentecost, the beginning of the harvest, And now God was beginning his harvest of souls. And where better a place to begin than in the very shadow of the cross. The cross which made it all possible. And so Peter and the others would preach just as Ezekiel had, just as Moses had. And the Spirit would work through that word. The Spirit that actually made those dry bones live and come to life. The spirit that worked through Moses and gave life to Israel in the wilderness. The spirit that would now work in the hearts of the nations that day in Jerusalem. Don't underestimate the spirit of God. The Spirit of God that created all things in the beginning, ex nihilo, out of nothing. A Spirit that can do that can certainly give life to dry bones and to those dried up and dead in their trespasses and sins, including the most unlikely and sinful people of all. You. Oh, you didn't see that one coming? Too busy patting yourself on the back? Thinking like the Pharisee that one day in the temple, thank God I'm not like those people. Thank God I'm not like that sinner over there. Oh, but you are. Chasing after the pleasures and cares and desires of the world has dried you out. 
and robbed you of the life that God has for you? And have you not grumbled and complained and rebelled against God as much as the people of Israel in the wilderness? And you're not even in the wilderness, but abundantly blessed. And still you want more and bigger and better and different. And those folks in Jerusalem that day, they killed Jesus. But do you not crucify Jesus anew when you continue in your sins and live as if God did not matter and as if you mattered most? And so to you too, God preaches and sends preachers because whoever you are and whatever you've done, however dried up and rebellious you may be, your Father loves you. And Jesus died for you. And the Spirit is working in you. God wants you as his child. Which is pretty remarkable. A love and grace far beyond anything in this world and life. So through his word, God continues this work which Jesus described for us today in the words that we heard from John this morning, teaching that when the Spirit of truth comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, a threefold work. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in Me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see Me no longer. Concerning judgment, Because the ruler of this world is judged. He, the Spirit, will guide you into all the truth. That is, first, the Spirit will teach you the truth about yourself and your sin. The sin that blossoms in you from not believing in the goodness and loving kindness of your Father. And so taking matters into your own hands. Doing what you want, believing what you think, exalting yourself and relying on yourself. You need first to know that hard truth about yourself. So then the next teaching the Spirit will do then is the truth of the righteousness that you lack. He will point you then to the righteousness that Jesus is and has and gives To you. The righteousness he has perfectly fulfilled for you and for all people. Righteousness shown and proved in his resurrection and ascension. That the sinless one bore the sins of all the world, atoned for them, and defeated them. And hell in his resurrection. Which then leads the spirit to his third work, to teach you that the ruler of this world is judged. The one who accuses you is himself accused and judged, and his fate is sealed. His actions do not lead you where you want to go. His words all lies. He has not your best interests in mind, only his own. What a contrast to Jesus, 
who always has your best interests in mind, even when it meant going to the cross. So do not listen to or follow the one who is judged. Follow and listen to the one who is judge. That is the truth the Spirit teaches through the preaching of the word, through the preaching of the church, that word that is able to bring dry, dead bones to life. That word that is able to crush hard and stony hearts. That word that is able to turn crucifiers into confessors, kindling in them a fire of love in their hearts. Which is pretty remarkable. So what a day of hope is Pentecost, this Old Testament harvest festival that pointed forward to this New Testament day of Pentecost and the beginning of the Spirit's harvest of souls. Beginning because it continues down through the ages. The time of the apostles, the early church, the persecutions, the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, and down to our day and age today. The church and Christians have been attacked time and time again and assaulted, and yet the preaching of the Word continues. And the work of the Spirit continues in unlikely places, to unlikely people, and with amazing results. The visible church on earth is waxing and waning, growing in one place and shrinking in another, but the kingdom of God is always growing. One baptism, one absolution, one supper at a time. The Spirit being poured out on all flesh, but each one important and precious and valuable to your Lord. As you are. That's why the Spirit has brought you here. That's why the Spirit came to you in baptism. That's why the preaching here continues and the body and blood of Jesus continues to be placed into your mouth because you matter to your Father in heaven. He wants not one soul to be lost. So he is here for you and will not stop. That you be his own and live under him in his kingdom. His kingdom, which is not just one day in the future, but already here and now. So he has gifts for you here and now. And has prepared good works for you to do. He has forgiveness here for you that you live not a life of guilt and shame but of joy and confidence and with his body and blood he feeds you with his own life that you have the strength to live in this world of sin, death and opposition to his word and ways. In all these ways, the Spirit is coming to you and working in you and keeping you in Christ. Dried up you, dried up no more. Hard-hearted you, hard-hearted no more. Sinner you, but now son of God. 
which is pretty remarkable. And now think, who do you know that is all dried up and dead? Who do you know who thinks Jesus, not a Messiah or a Savior, worth following? Who do you know for whom the word of God, well, it just isn't going to do any good? Useless, like preaching to dry bones. Or dangerous, like preaching to those who kill and crucify Christians. Don't underestimate the Spirit of God. For those dry bones came to life. Many of those who shouted crucify later repented and were baptized. And today... You are here, raised by the Spirit from being dead in your trespasses and sins to a new life in Christ. The Spirit continuing the harvest, Pentecost still ongoing. So be bold, O Christians. And when you're tempted to say, like Ezekiel, Lord, you want me to do what? You want me to give what? You want me to do good to who? You want me to forgive who? You want me to follow you where? Just do it. Just do it. Don't underestimate the Spirit of God. A remarkable God who specializes in doing the impossible and the improbable. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.